That fresh produce stand there. That's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, uh, fucking sexy. It's Taco Tuesday, and that means we are once again hanging out at the produce stand, a podcast paying tribute to everything in the universe. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other Letterkenny podcasts out there, but this one is... It's fucking embarrassing! I'm Mal, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is lovely Tanya. And online, we have Squirrely Matt and the very accountable Victor. And joining us this week... Oh, my God, I lost all my notes. <laughs> Where did my notes go? My notes are gone. Okay, I'm going to have to wing this. He's a comedian. He's an actor. Uh, he's the winner of a bunch of comedy awards. You know him from Mr. D. You know him from uh, the John Dorsch television show. But we all know and love him as the mercurial and lovable co- uh, coach from Letter Kenny. Please join me in making some noise for Mark Forward. Wondrous. Oh, my God. I regret nothing. That is fucking embarrassing. Welcome to the produce stand, Mark Forward. Thank you for joining us. How are you? Uh, we're well. I'm uh, literally. I'm looking at notes that that aren't there anymore. I've been working all afternoon researching you, Mark, for your interview, and they're gone. This is so fucking embarrassing. But thank you for joining us today. Uh, sorry, I was just fixing my audio there. Uh, I didn't hear anything you said, but um, I'm glad to be here. You said. <laughs> Uh, welcome. Okay. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Right. So it's a good start. I think you don't have notes and I didn't hear anything you said. Perfect. Then uh, you know what? I, We're I'll all just, caught up. I'll fix it in post. Uh, Mark, right. where are you speaking to us from? Uh, Ontario, Canada. Uh, okay. That's as, that's as geo narrow as we as you. Yeah, yeah. As yeah, you're going to get. Okay. Uh, is that where, so you're born in, you're from Ontario, Canada. Born and raised in Ontario, Canada then. Correct. Uh, I was born and raised in Oakville, Ontario. Okay. Oakville. So that's Home where you grew of, up? Uh, the Canadian Open. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. I think it's still the home of Canadian Open. It was the home of the Canadian Open. Amazing. Oh, man. My improv skills are off. Let's go. Oh, it's okay. Um, mine are <laughs> off as well, and I'm having to do this now with no notes, so I'm... Uh, I'm a little worried how this is going to go. You uh, had notes and you've lost them all? I lo- I mean, I had all these things I was going to ask you about these like really amazing uh, you know. Yeah, we've all we've all played this too. Uh, I have some notes. Oh, don't worry. If you go to version history on the notes. file, anyway, you might be able to recover. Let's, let's not even dwell on that. <laughs> Mark, when and how did you get into acting or comedy? Which one came first? Uh <laughs> Um, I went to theater school mm-hmm. to uh, be a actor because I thought that's what I wanted to do. And um, I did that for three years. And then I graduated, did theater for a year in the basement of a bank um, in a food court. Oh, okay. Cool. Yes. The business <laughs> people would bring their lunches down to a theater in the food court and we would do half a play. And then the next week they would come see the other half of the play. What? Yeah, true story. I've <laughs> never in my life heard anything like that. I That's don't think anything like it exists anymore. But uh, yeah, so they would, you know, get A&W at the food court and then um, <laughs> come see the play. So I was also working at the bank at the time. Uh, if I don't know if you've ever heard of night deposit, but that goes yes. from 2 a.m. till 10 a.m. Uh, so businesses will, you know, when you see the Brinks trucks roll up, 
Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take to this central bank and then people at night are opening up those little bags and depositing it into their account. So mm-hmm. I worked from 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. Then I did a play from 11 to 1. We did two shows. <laughs> and then I learned the second half of the play in the afternoon. And then at some point I slept. That was my first year as a working actor. So was this uh, uh, straight out of high school or, or after college? Straight out of college. College? Okay. Yeah. Amazing. So straight out of college. I was making $250 a week. Mm-hmm. So is that including the night shift and the acting? Yeah, work? that was that was everything all in oh, one. Yeah. Right. No, uh, I think I was making eleven dollars an hour at the bank. It's <laughs> pretty good at that time. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So uh so acting came first then is what you're basically telling us. Yes, sir. And then I worked on this play where this gentleman did not like that I was cast in it and he owned the rights to the play. And so he didn't speak to me for the entire rehearsal. And the only time he ever conversed with me is in character on stage. Hmm. So uh, I didn't enjoy that experience. (laughs) So I wanted to act still, but I wanted to remove all the other actors. So I found stand up. (laughs) (laughs) That would would kind of also explain the style of stand up you've kind of chosen, which to me is more performance art than actual like stand up comedy. Um, It's, it's very different. Hmm. I mean, in terms of, Uh, I would rephrase it, but yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, why don't you explain to us your style of comedy then? It's funny. Well, you kind of just it's, made it sound like it's not funny at all. No, it's very Whoa. funny. Oh, no, yeah. it's, no, it's very funny. It's just not the the joke punchline, joke punchline that that you're used no, to. No, it's when, not. When I'm you just, go to Yuck Yucks, right? I'm just pulling smoke up your butt. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's different, and it, it took me a while to get there. But yeah, it's different. It's more storytelling, silliness, in depth, uh, ridiculousness. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the first story on, and there's a bit of me that feels like you're fucking with us, but okay. it's about the, 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 the bank and the working that, like, that mm-hmm. was real. Like we're, they're saying this that was real. Absolutely real. Okay. That was real. I mean, I think if I was fucking with you, it would be slightly more interesting. <laughs> like I'm, I'm caught hook, line and sinker at this point, but you could tell me anything. I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, and one time I went to the food court and I used the wrong condiments at a coffee shop. And I was walking away, and the woman chucked a uh, full liter of milk at my head. <laughs> True story. How do you so, use condiments the wrong way? Well, like, it. she, there was a coffee shop here, and there was a... Uh, sorry, uh, this is uh, radio. There was a coffee shop beside a coffee shop, and they both had their own separate condiments. Okay. And I used... I purchased from one coffee place oh. and used hers. Oh, okay. so, she so you put very, ketchup in your coffee. She, yeah, I put ketchup and mustard in my coffee, and she was like, "What is wrong with you?" Uh, yeah, she was more upset that I ruined my own coffee. No, uh, so she threw it in my head, um, and then I think I got um, it was from muffins. Did you guys have muffins? Oh, I love those because they don't yeah. put the paper on the bottom. You just eat the whole thing without any complexity. Corn I muffins. Never found the Corn paper muffins that complex, were my favorite. But- <laughs> I'm glad they removed that step for you and, <laughs> and made it easier. Victor's uh, all about the efficiency. We've all just been staring at our muffins, wondering how to eat them. Uh, and then I think I had an HMV uh, gift certificate from the company. It was for twenty dollars nice. for that incident. <laughs> hey, it paid off, right? Oh yeah, you messed oh, up your coffee, but you got a gift certificate. I think I got Forrest Gump and. Uh, I learned a lot. 
Amazing. <laughs> I learned many lessons in life and on the movie. So we're gonna get yeah. you. We're gonna get you to Letter Kenny, but in in a moment. But let's just go through some of your your credits here because you've you've taken some interesting roles. Is it true that your first role was on a show called Doc with uh, featuring uh, Billy Ray Cyrus as the star? Is that oh uh, god, yeah, is that yeah. your first role? Yeah, he had a he had a show where he played a doctor. Mm-hmm. I think it was only up here though, right? You guys didn't get that. We're in Canada. Well, we're, we're in are Canada. you in the states or in Canada? No, in Canada? We're all in the Toronto area. Yeah, we're oh, okay. We're I don't know why I assumed you guys were stateside. <laughs> because we're anno- annoying you or something. Why? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we've been rather polite. So was <laughs> yeah. No, you, you've been. Lo- I don't know why I thought you were. I, I like. I thought you were just on the other side of the border. No, I created that whole thing in That's my okay. head. Okay, I like it. Tell us our backstories. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think you're in Cheektowaga. <laughs> Being in Ontario, we might be neighbors. Yes. Oh yeah, that's yes. why I don't want to see where I live. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So you saw Doc? Yeah, I think uh, I, I'm, I, I'm aware of Doc, and I know that was he a cardi a cardiologist or whatever? Was he like you know repairing people's dude, achy, I hearts? I didn't even remember this happened until you just said it. So I have no idea what line. I was, I was trying to set you up for the there. achy breaky heart punchline, but that's all right. Oh, uh, yeah. well. <laughs> Ah, uh, I'm glad I didn't take it. There you go. <laughs> I did you a favor. Uh, uh, what was his second hit? Uh, did he have one? I don't even know. His yeah, daughters had many, but uh, his second hit was his daughter. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah. I, I don't really remember a lot about that. I think I. I think I only had a couple lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that's all I remember. And I think I had to drive a car. <laughs> Where was that oh. shot? Was that shot up here? Yeah, it was shot in Toronto. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Another one you I had think that- it was like a Canadian co-pro kind of thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, that's why it didn't do so well. Uh, another one that you had the same year, uh, I'm, I'm only interested in because of the, the character you played. Uh, this mm-hmm. show was was the Escape from the Newsroom, which I'm, I'm guessing was like a, a spinoff from the Canadian show, The Newsroom. But mm-hmm. the, the character you played, the cannibal- uh, mm-hmm. What what exactly what was your role in that? Uh... Oh my god! I should have researched myself <laughs> before coming on here. Um, I think Escape from the, I think Escape from the Newsroom was a a movie after the Newsroom mm-hmm. had ended. Yeah, and um, I think I had two lines in that as well. <laughs> and I was being interviewed on the news because I ate some people. You- That's all I remember. So you so you actually were a cannibal in in the, in the yes show. I yeah. was wow. um and I, and I think oh and I I remember I remember um you know Ken Finkelman who yeah. was on that show mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so he was a strange strange man mm-hmm. um not saying strange and like bad but just like he was a strange man yeah um and I remember I said my line and then I touched my stomach and he said don't ever do that and I was like okay so. <laughs> That was like my second role. And I was terrified. Wow. Uh, yeah, I never. I don't think I ever did any hand acting after that. <laughs> hand acting. <laughs> I mean, it was a dumb choice. Yeah. I agree with him, mm-hmm. but he could have said, ah, "Maybe we try without that." Amazing. Because uh, no one passes their stomach when they're full. I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah. Okay, that's why that that's why you succeeded as an actor, and we're here interviewing you. I guess. <laughs> To me, it, well, I, I, I don't know if I've succeeded. I think I've fooled a lot of people. And uh, 
Oh, I think you've Keep done getting work. done quite well. But before we get to the successful parts, you were also you'd also did one episode on Degrassi: The Next Generation. I only asked that yeah, because I, I want to know if you ever met Drake. I did not. <laughs> it was Jimmy back then. Whatever. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think he was on it. Um, but yeah, I think I have one line in that. I was a, I was a judging a. a a cheerleading competition. That's right. Yeah. The character yeah. is judge. You're listed as judge yeah. on that one. There you go. See, I'm nailing it. Is that two points? That's two, two points. points. All right. Uh, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. So yes. on your reel, you have a clip from spun out. Mm-hmm. And oh, at yeah. the end, the punchline is, oh, the special lasagna. And then it doesn't go on. And because because it's just a clip. I never saw the show. <laughs> so what is the special lasagna? <laughs> uh, I put. Uh, I think I put drugs in it. Oh, uh, okay. I was a drug dealer. Oh, uh, so yeah, I put drugs in her because uh, she chose not to eat it. Yes, because there was uh, <laughs> it was there <laughs> was edibles inside it. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe. Amazing. I hope no one fact checks me on anything I'm saying. No, I'm, we're, yes. I'm, look, I'm reading along as you're speaking. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's let's go to a more mainstream movie that that's in your IMDb here, and that is The Rocker. Okay. I mean, check out this cast: Rain Wilson, Christina mm-hmm. Applegate, uh, oh. Emma Stone, Jane Lynch, Jason Sudeikis. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of crazy. Uh, Howard Hessman, you had Johnny Fever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you meet any and of these? Made, uh, Thirteen million at the box office. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, by Canadian standards, huge, that's amazing. Colossal bomb for Rain Wilson. <laughs> oh his man, first comedic lead. And wow. surprisingly, I still watch. Like, can you, I'm assuming you guys can see my screen. I had mm-hmm. to pull this up. That's I remember you as soon as I signed Letter Kenny. I picked you out from your bits there and here. For those who can't see, it's a podcast. It's a shot of. <laughs> Rain Wilson leaping through the air and Mark and Jeff Garland and a bunch of other guys catching him and body surfing him out of the room. Um, what a fantastic scene and moment this was. Oh, I still watch this movie at least once a year. The, the video is really? Yeah, I love it. I absolutely wow. love this movie. There you go. Yeah. Wow. I got that part. Um, I was doing stand up at the Rivoli in Toronto, which Great. used to have a show on Monday nights. Legendary. Yeah. And uh, they saw me do stand up and they said, hey, will you come be in our movie? And I, that's the weirdest way I've ever gotten a part. But oh, yeah, I nice. I was like, sure. Yeah. Um, and I also remember I was getting changed in um in the uh, uh getting my costume on and Christina Applegate opened the door and, and I had my underwear on. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> the moment you'll that. have forever. Yeah. She w- she won't remember it, but, <laughs> but I do. She's a sister from married with children, I'm sure. Uh, you probably blushed a bit. I used to sit with, uh, I had a lot of scenes where I just had to sit with Jeff Garland mm-hmm. and uh, he he would constantly watch the extras and how they were overacting around right. and just totally point them out to us. Look at that guy and look at their little thing. And and he, he said it was his job on Curb to go around and tell the extras to knock it off. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's what he said. More than a few people patting their stomachs too. Well, uh. Yeah, there was a lot of extras doing <laughs> stomach acting. Stomach acting. Uh, another one. Well, another big one that you're part of, Fargo, and with another impressive cast. But um, I mean, off and on over the last few years, right? But uh, talk about Fargo because that that seems to be one that you were on. What for about nine episodes, something like that? Yeah, yeah. I had a pretty good run there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was supposed to be Gaffigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and he backed out. And so 
uh, they were holding auditions everywhere. And um, I even remember saying to my agent at the time, like, I was like, I can't do, I can't do a Fargo accent. And she's just like, go do it anyway. And I was like, oh, it's all the way across town. <laughs> I was being such a bitch that day. It's, it's a big show. I can't believe you're being so difficult. I am so hard to get to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went across town and I did this audition and, um, and, uh, I went in, it was just me and the guy that was working the camera, mm-hmm. uh, was my fight teacher in theater school. So it was just me and this guy that I knew. And I'm like, Oh, I'm never, I'm never getting this. Um, and then it was like the next day they were like, okay, yeah, you got it. And you're coming. And it was like, I was on a Thursday and then by Tuesday I was in Calgary. Wow. Cause they had, they were in the middle of filming. Right. So yeah. Um, I luckily got a role that wasn't mine. And as you know, in uh letter Kenny, that's the, the same way I got the other role. Mm-hmm. And in Mr. D um, there was supposed to be a lady librarian and that didn't happen. So I got that role. So I only get roles when people say they don't want it. <laughs> um but, but Fargo was insane. It yeah. was it was crazy. Carrie Coon, uh, Shea Wiggum. Like I remember sitting, I had a scene where they were acting the shit out of it, and I was sitting at a table just being marked forward, just watching them. Mm-hmm. Uh I totally left the scene. It was just like, oh wow, look at the <laughs> look at these guys go. Um yeah, that was that was an amazing thing to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, top notch. Uh, you mentioned Jerry D or Mr. D and uh, that's mm-hmm. a, a great Canadian show. Uh, our American listeners may not be familiar with, but they would be familiar with a few of the actors in there, including yourself. We had Jonathan Torrens uh, and uh, Darren Rose. The, he played the doctor in the prostate episode uh, in mm-hmm. season 11. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, being on uh, Mr. D. Uh, that's where I met Jonathan Torrance for the first time. Oh, yeah? And uh my goodness, what a fun human being to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, he he used to pull up, everyone else had their little trailers, but he lived near there. So he would pull up his silver stream uh, and park it. He brought his own trailer. The, yeah, he brought, <laughs> he brought his, his own jet trailer. Stream, right? Nice. Yeah, he brought his jet stream and uh, we would all gather in there and play Scrabble at lunch. Um, there was a lot of fun because I got to write my character on that one as well mm-hmm. which was great um so i just kept throwing out things on that show and kept thinking well someone's gonna say stop it and no <laughs> one ever did it was quite amazing like um because my character mr leong was uh he lived in china and was adopted by canadian chinese parents okay so I thought that would get shot down. That right. did not get shot down. <laughs> so, so you created that backstory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, then I said, okay, well, how about he adopted a black child? Mm. Um, and they said, yeah, that's great. <laughs> and then I said, okay, well, how about his name is Gawi? <laughs> and uh, they went with it. I mean, also, Mr. Leung didn't have, he only had one testicle. Like everything I kept throwing, it just kind of fit. Um, and, uh, he was such a strange, strange human being. So questions with that, like what you just described there, does that happen? I mean, maybe not a lot, but when that happens, does that just sort of reaffirm your own madness and like the things you're bringing to everything? Um, you're like, cause you're like, I'm surprised it took. And then it keeps taking and like, 
You know what? It is yeah. funny. People are accepting this. And even though it felt at a left left field for me, like, does that reaffirm where you're heading in your in your comedic direction and stuff? Yeah, I, I think so. I think uh, I think it's good that I don't believe in anything that I come up with ever because it seems to work best for me. I mean, you guys saw the show that that bear joke at the end. I almost never did live. Um, because I was like, oh, this is stupid. Right. This is, this is a waste of time. And now I'm closing on it. So I, my instincts are not the best. You're, you're, you're dead. I'm going to say you're dead wrong on that one. Um, so we, yeah, we saw the Burlington show Bravo, by the way. Yeah. And oh, Alan, Alan and I talked after and Al looked at me and he's like, he's kind of brilliant. I'm like, I know. And, and I mean this in the most endearing way. I'm like, a lot of it, it just, it's so dumb. Matt, how do you but take that not endearingly? I mean, you- <laughs> but I know it's so, but no, no, the second part, like, I'm oh. like, it's so dumb, but in the best possible way. Like, I, I, I think, I think the lady, a couple of people behind me were eyeballing me because I was so aggressively laughing half the time. Right. Um, and I'm like, are you not hearing the same show? Like, I didn't get it, but dude, you're absolutely fantastic up there, by the way. Thanks. Uh, I agree with you. It's dumb. <laughs> it's dumb. Oh. It's, it's intelligent dumbness, I think, yeah. because mm-hmm. dumb. Dumb to me cannot be is not funny if it's just dumb. Yeah. But there's a dumbness to it for sure. And I also think, like I say on stage, like you you either give in to it, yeah, and some people fight it. They just yeah. fight the silly. Just, just lean into the silly, man, as you do. Just lean it's, into it's the silly. So yeah. good. And and yeah. your song is such an earworm that like <laughs> it stayed with us far too long. <laughs> I mean, we'll get to we'll get to the tour later because uh, there's some great news about, uh, to share about that. Uh, just to close off, uh, Mr. D. I mean, you worked with Jerry D, who's a, com- a fellow comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, was he somebody you knew before you were on the show, like on the circuit? Or yeah, yeah? he uh, he was someone I met uh, doing stand up, and then he wanted he 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 had watched a lot of Canadian TV, and he wanted funny people in the room and not just writers. So mm-hmm. he hired a bunch of uh, people that he found funny. So good choices. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's great. I mean, I remember seeing him on last comic standing and uh, cheering, cheering for him. Cause I uh, loved mm-hmm. his brand of humor. It was so, kind of a localized, almost like a, uh, uh, um, Russell Peters in terms of a lot of his jokes hit home because we grew up mm-hmm. in the GTA. Um, yeah. But uh, still there was a lot of universal humor too, uh, to what he had to say. Now, um, <clears throat> During this time, you're doing all this acting. At what point? Yeah. Because I see here uh, you're the winner of the 2005 Canadian Comedy Award. So at some point, you're also now developing this this comic act. Mm-hmm. Um, how long did it take before you're winning awards at at Yuck Yucks and and um, at um, the took Canadian Comedy? It a while actually. Yeah. There was a lot of people that were progressing past me because I made a lot of mistakes and uh, it took me a lot long. Because I guess because my voice is so different that it took me a lot longer to find it but um i was working at uh i walked into one place i needed a job mm-hmm. after the bank i walked into one place gave them my resume and they happened to have a comedy club in toronto upstairs okay and so i started working the bar there and then um in fact that's the first that's the real first time i ever met jonathan torrance oh. he was he came and did stand up while he was on a date with a young lady. Um, and he had a broken 
uh, leg because he just got in a car accident. Wow. <laughs> a lot of bold <laughs> happening there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was working the bar. Jonathan Torrance came in with a girl with a broken leg and did stand up for the first time. And how did he do? I I don't. I don't think he did bad. He's mm-hmm. so charming. Right. Yeah. Right. Like he could just go up there and talk for 10 minutes. And um, I really you know, want I mean, to get him on because I can't think of any other Canadian uh, showbiz person who's been consistently on Canadian television since he was like a teenager, like from street yeah. sense to John vision to trailer park boys. I mean, he's never not been on Canadian television. I feel like that's, I can't think of anyone else who's been like that. Yeah, no, he's um, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. He's done. He hasn't stopped working since he was in his teens. It's crazy. Um, yeah. I, I think for, um, I think it was the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. We performed together and we sang about high school. And it was this song where, you know, high school was horrible for me. And his version was like, he couldn't max out his RSPs. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So I'm saying about eating dog shit and uh, acne and he's like, yeah. And I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't uh, max out my RSPs. He, he, uh, and the thing is too, though, to be in it all his life and still just be a level headed. Right. Uh, yeah. He's not a full of himself or anything like that. For, no, from what we've heard anyway. <laughs> Cause the thing is I, I'm pretty jaded. So when I met him, I was like, eventually I'm going to see this facade. Mm-hmm break and uh i never have never have that's good to hear it's real Mm -hmm. he's the realist so was he doing his stand-up sitting down that evening he was standing with crutches (laughs) standing with crutches you're leaning into it (laughs) so to go long way around to answer your question Mm -hmm. that was the first time i did stand-up was there i i was behind the bar took off my shirt went up did stand-up and then went back behind the bar uh shirtless so you're doing that, yep. uh, like what's, yeah, what's yeah, that yeah. shirtless yeah, comedian now? Uh, I was pretty Bert, fucking buff Bert, back then. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They, they, they didn't know it was you. It's like they, the shirt off. They're like, that's not the bartender. And then, yeah. oh, it is the bartender. No, guys, I just took off the shirt from work. <laughs> <laughs> you pedantic fucks. Oh, I thought you were doing a little Chippendale thing going. <laughs> yeah, which, no. Can you remember, did you have like prepared material or did you just get up there uh, and wing it? No, I had prepared material. Okay. I believe, yes. Can you remember your first joke? Ooh. Oh, that's a great question. No. No. Okay. I used to do a lot of jokes about Canadian TV. Okay. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I used to talk about how everyone on Degrassi was, like, everyone on 90211 was attractive. Right. And everyone on Degrassi was the most homely looking child you've ever seen. Right. The original Degrassi, because I feel yeah, like. Yeah, the original. Yeah, they yeah. figured it so out it with like, the new generation and stuff. But yeah. I the, think my <laughs> first joke was wake up in the morning, holy fuck, I'm ugly. <laughs> Oh, that was oh. the joke. Wait, wait. I know I know your first joke. You do? Yes. Well, Why did Mark cross the road? Oh boy. Oh. oh don't, don't, don't bite. Because he could only go forward. Um, oh my no. Oh, no. Man. No. And this is where he hangs up. Yeah. Jesus. Thanks, man. Right. <laughs> Please disregard Victor. Wow. <laughs> so we yeah, we so we deal with this every week. I was on a, I was in a flow. If you need a writer for your material, just let me know. <laughs> Don't call him. He'll call you. Uh, all right. Let's get to. <laughs> Hold on. One, one, one quick question yeah. before we dive into Letterkenny. Mm-hmm. So the evolution of your comedy, like when you started, yeah. was it like you up there telling like, like kind of your standard 
stand-up comedy, telling jokes, reinteract. And two, yeah. like, what was the evolution into more of the, as Al put it, like, performance-style approach to things? Um, I think the first thing I wrote was the was a joke about, I would do a joke about chipmunks, and it's just about giving them peanuts, and then it turns into spousal abuse by the end of it. And that was sort of the first time I was like, oh, yeah, this is, this is, this is, this, this feels right. Yeah. Um, and so from there on, it was weeding out the other stuff um, and bringing in more of uh, the stuff I like. So but good. that was the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I was actually feeding a chipmunk in the, in the hotel. It, it was, it was such a shitty gig I was at. <laughs> it was a motel, you know, where the door opens up to the wilderness yeah. and the chipmunk was coming into my hotel room and uh eating the peanuts and then that night i tried the the joke mm. and then i remember my friend steve dillon was like you fucking asshole <laughs> <laughs> and, and well i said one question i'm asking one more did you went from a com- from a comedy standpoint did you have any were there any stars out there that you looked up to or, or, or aspired to be similar to yeah john or, or drew, john door was huge inspiration for me. okay mm-hmm. Huge inspiration because I would go watch him and go, wait, I remember my brain going, can he do that? Like, can mm-hmm. what? Can he do that? And then I was like, yeah, he, why can't we do that? Right. So yeah. he was huge. eye opener, huge. And if I had eye-opener. my notes, I would have asked you about the show, but since you brought him up, you were on the John Doerr television show. Yeah, uh, I was on it and um, helped write it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was me, Steve Dillon and uh, Lori Elliott. Um, yeah, that was that show was crazy for its time. Right. Crazy. Yeah. Is I don't where, even know if you could air it now. Probably not. Is that where you but met was, Jeff McHenry? Uh no, we hired we John was great at hiring all the comics and getting them on the show. So that's I knew Jeff. Oh, okay. Um Jeff came out of nowhere, mm-hmm. right? Like Jeff um I think it was the first year there was a there was this big contest and it was like for twenty five thousand dollars yeah and all the guys that have been doing it for years had been trying to win this thing and jeff came out of nowhere and won it and everyone was like who the fuck is this asshole <laughs> um and he'll tell you and then it went downhill from there yeah he, he told us that story as he was sitting in winnipeg waiting for <laughs> Oh, did he? In the middle of February, when we last, when we interviewed him, so <laughs> he was pretty, pretty sore about sitting in Winnipeg. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So uh, yeah, we John was very good at hiring everybody, but that show, but John was a huge, huge influence. Sure. John used to have this bit, um, and he probably still does it, but it was like, um, it was, uh, you know, when someone comes up to you and says you don't like Van Halen, and then they go like, you don't like Van Halen, like. Pah. Ah, you don't like Van Halen? Um, he goes, you can't do that anywhere else. You know, you can't go like, you don't like fishing? And then he would start fishing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it would be like this 20-minute scene about fishing. So whatever comic was on the show would play like a neighbor that wants to come fish with him for a bit. Right. And then, you know, we'd run through the audience like we were on a sea-doo and mm-hmm. And then some, you know, the park ranger would come, and then twenty minutes later, everyone would leave the stage, and he'd go, "You don't like fishing?" <laughs> and I was like, "That's, That's it. I think he did it on Conan." But anyway, um, watching him was huge. Amazing. 
Huge. All right, let's get to why folks are listening right now, and that's uh, Letter Kenny. Before we start talking about Letter Kenny, I'd like just to play you this uh, little clip here from somebody uh, who's uh, got something to say about you. He's a guy I, I have a ton of admiration for and a ton of respect for. He's a guy who's seen the hot and cold of the Canadian industry. He knows it better than any of us. He's like me and Lisa Codrington, uh, for that matter, in that when he comes to set to act, he kind of stays to himself. You know, he's he's not there cracking jokes or being overly social. He's off on his own, staying focused because what he's going to do when we call action requires a lot of focus. He's going to be shocking and provocative and the people opposite in scenes, mm-hmm. he's going to be trying to make them laugh. He's one of those actors. He's actively trying to make you laugh. <laughs> so he's, he's really forced to stay focused. Uh, he's that kind of an actor. On top of that, he's... A friend I've I've spent a lot of time with. We've toured across Canada together, across the U.S. together. But on the most recent tour, you know, when we had the option to fly from city to city on tour rather than take the bus, uh, him and I would rent a car instead and and drive together uh, from city to city and just talk and and eat burgers and stop and see sights. Uh, so we 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 become really close over the years. And you know, it, something I really value him for. If he doesn't like something I'm doing, he's going to tell me and I'll listen to him. Uh, I take forwards opinion and praise and criticism very, very seriously. He's just a guy I respect uh, so much personally and professionally. I just, and he's so funny. So I want his respect because let me tell you, Mark forward does not give a shit. He, (laughs) he is his own man Mm -hmm. uh, and he'll always be honest with you. And that is rare. And I appreciate him a lot for it. That's a, High praise from the uh, creator of Letter Kenny. Very nice. That's pretty nice to hear. Yeah. Um, so I think he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's a piece of shit. That hey, guy. So he still doesn't want you respected. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's really kind of him to say. That's really kind. Amazing. So I mean, you you mentioned that uh, you basically came in and took over the coach's role. Uh, mm-hmm. how, did, how did you get it? Was, did your agent call you or, or did somebody from the show call you? Uh, uh, Jacob Tierney had worked with me on Mr. D mm-hmm. and he suggested me. And so I got the part uh, with no audition. So which is terrifying as an actor because <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'll bring what they want. Right. And you're on set. And, you know, the first time you play that character is on action. So it was it was kind of nerve wracking. Um, uh, but Jared is so precise in his writing, um, that I, I, I think you'd have to be really stupid to read that character and not see who he was looking for. Um, that doesn't mean you can pull it off, but I could see, uh, the words were there. So, um, yeah, he, he's so impressive at, um, we get asked all the time, like how much of it is improvised or how much is it? And it's, it's, it's not, it's mm-hmm. like 99.9% on the page, right down to, wow. right down to the music cues, right, right. down to um, like, he writes with songs in his head mm-hmm. already. So when he writes a scene, it's like at two minutes, 23 seconds, this part of the song plays. And um, yeah, he's very precise and knows exactly what uh, he's doing and what he wants. So I, I just walked in and kind of said his words the best I could. Um, and thankfully it worked out. So it was all, all on the page. You didn't receive any kind of direction or you just kind of uh, what, what you 
thought what you envisioned when you read this. I kind of, I I think Jacob, uh, Jacob knew me from playing such a strange character on Mr. D that mm-hmm. um, I think they just let. I don't remember. I th- I think they just let me go on the first day, and then they were, and then they were like, "Yeah, that's that's him." Mm-hmm. And I don't remember doing a lot of it too. Um, uh, I remember having a massive headache at the end of the day, and uh, every day after that <laughs> on set, I took a aspirin before. But um, yeah, I, I think I just came in and did it, and and like I said, the words were there. It was pretty clear who it was, and. Um, Luckily, I I, uh, I gave them what they wanted. That's awesome. Did your has your relationship with a garbage can grown outside of the show since no. since making the show? No, no. no. <laughs> it's so funny because I forget. Right, like I forget, um, and then I think uh, on tour someone took a picture of me and I had my legs spread over and there was a garbage can in the picture and I was about to post it and someone said, "I don't know if you want." <laughs> 40,000 versions of yeah. uh, of it coming at you again. I mean, it's lovely. It's such a strange thing for me. Um, but I learned a lot from Torrance too, right? Because he was on Trailer Park Boys and learned, you know, he can't post anything without someone saying no what I'm saying, right? Or, yeah. So uh, just like I can't post anything without someone saying that to me even if it's like a heartfelt which those ones kind of yeah if i'm trying to be sincere and someone tells me it's fucking embarrassing i'm like okay but okay but is it or (laughs) yeah yeah it's quite an honor to have uh people so excited about it um but yeah no i have no connection to other than i know which ones hurt Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can Fair look at a, yeah, I can look at a garbage can and tell you if that one's going to hurt if you kick yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, you know, big... the, the kick strength needed for different types of cans. I guess. Yes, <laughs> always side of the foot. I was going to say um, you need steel toes for for that much yeah. kicking. Yeah, <laughs> uh, side of the foot for those those uh, what are they Rubbermaid? Yeah, mm-hmm. side of the foot always, guys. <laughs> don't be don't be kicking those with your toes. The more you know. The yeah. the. the golf bag on the golf episode yeah which i wasn't like it wasn't in the script and um i thought they were just bags but no there's metal (laughs) yeah there are metal poles in those that fucking hurt so did you ever break a toe or have any i never broke anything but i did have a lot of like a lot of bruising and i and i cut on uh i think on the um uh the talent show because we okay. use one of those right. smaller plastic ones and they break. Yeah. yeah. And then they can cut you. Yeah. So I guess I do know a lot about kicking <laughs> garbage cans. The it's more just you, know. So, you know, it's just something till someone asks you. You realize you oh, didn't yes. know that it was coming with the hard questions today. Eh? I have a wealth of knowledge, I guess. Yeah. When uh, when we told our listeners you were coming on, obviously a lot of excitement. We have one listener in particular. What? Well, to, to hear oh. to, to hear from you to to hear your your answers to their questions. We've asked- I literally was telling the story about the garbage cans in my head. Was saying just shut up. <laughs> oh, okay. What? One, on. one of our listeners, you may kind of know her because she she appears you know every once in a while at your shows. Uh, her name's Cassie. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I've seen her once in a while. Once in a while, yeah. <laughs> 
she's kind of a fan. Um, yeah. but she's a sweetheart. I <laughs> just want you to know nothing to worry about. Uh, yeah, what are okay. some, what are some of your favorite scenes, uh, favorite coach scenes on letter Kenny? That's from, from Cassie. One of many that, uh, I'll okay. Favorite scenes. Um, I think the Oreo one was the hardest one for me. Oh yeah. Uh, the Oreo monologue, just because the, the words were so fucked and, um, and the guy, the player's sister's names were so out of left field uh, that I had, had uh, I, th- I think we only did it twice. Really? Which is, which is crazy. Um, but my, my favorite scene, I really enjoyed uh, when Wayne comes to the door looking for pennies at, at That's Coach's a house. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys are doing I that just, inane small talk with each other. Yeah, yeah. it's just full of bullshit yeah. till he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the weird moment as I'm closing the door, which kind of hinted that Barb may be in there. <laughs> yeah, we all felt that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're so concerned. That was for fun Barb. for me. But any and the Christmas episode was really fun because um, I had spent most of the years up till then with the boys at the arena and I hadn't really mixed in with the, um, the rest of the, the actors. So that mm-hmm. was really fun because everyone was there. Um, and I remember we were doing, uh, uh, yeah. And then that's where the Christmas lover came from. So. Are you, yeah. ever, are you ever going to post a recording of Christmas lover on, on YouTube? I don't. I don't think we are. I don't. Why know. not? I don't know. We kind of. That could be the we, newest Christmas song. Yeah, you, you could like. You could replace Mariah Carey. Yeah. <laughs> on our airwaves. Say that exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I. I kind of. I really like that we were playing it as people were leaving. Yeah. yeah. The stand-up show because I would watch from the curtain and see. You know, not everybody uh, got it. No. Uh, I don't. I. I. I think we like it that this this underground thing that people whisper about. Well, if you want to slip us a bootleg of uh, the Christmas Lover, we can make sure it get you know spreads like All wildfire. Right. If we ever decide, <laughs> we'll release it through you. All right, perfect. Now you brought it up, so I'll ask uh, our our listener Dennis Souter from the UK. He says, uh, TPS, we have our own theory. Uh, TPS is us, by the way. Uh, but what do you think happened to Barb? And do you like glazed donuts? Weird Random. Not, Random. Yeah. <laughs> um okay uh second question first? first um i don't eat a lot of donuts mm-hmm. but uh if i were to eat a donut it would be the sour cream glazed uh, donut okay would be my choice um and that's a really interesting question mm-hmm. because I've never uh, thought about how she died, mm-hmm. ever. I just played it. She was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I see. I have always questioned, though, whether he was happy when she was alive or if this rage came out when she died. Interesting. But I, don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she died. <laughs> Maybe he was fucking her by the. But uh, she was real. She was real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was real. Um, she was improvised on the show. 
um, during the golf episode, uh, Mrs. Uh, McMurray. Uh, Mrs. McMurray says uh, uh, something about my wife, and I improvised. Oh, my wife is dead, and she improvised very quickly. <laughs> uh, well, then she's in a better fucking place. Yeah. Um, and so that's where Barb came from, and then Jared just ran with it. That's crazy. From that one yeah. one little improv, we had the whole Barb storyline, <laughs> whole Barb, uh, yeah, world. And those scenes were in the locker room and uh, during the beer league, telling the stories of you and Barb, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> camping and all the. I mean, is that all written or, or, or was it? Yeah, any, yeah. I I actually wrote all that. Oh, you wrote it. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, awesome. got to, I got to write all coaches. Uh, uh, love stories about Barb, um, which was really fun. And I remember writing them and saying them to Jared and being like, oh, well, again, just like in Mr. D, like, oh, this will never. Yeah. Yeah. And he loved it. So, yeah, that I got to write those and I got to write the ones for that we did on tour. And um, yeah, those were those were a lot of fun. The, and awesome. so fun to play to those guys because I love trying to break uh, Hersey and uh, Playfair. The Christmas uh, episode where you're um, kneel or you're laying kind of at mm-hmm. the bottom of the Christmas tree and 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 having a fond memory of of Barb and did you break Kiso when you were when you were delivering all of those lines? Yes, yeah. I broke him on uh, because knock knock who's there? A big old boner in my underwear <laughs> was my line <laughs> that I brought. Uh, <laughs> which. Uh, he was not expecting, so he laughed at that. And then the the song only I think had two lines in it, and I just kept going with the, I think the "Can you smell it?" part. Um, so we had a lot of trouble. And also, here's the inside scoop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, when we were on tour, I used to sit on the bus side saddle, and Kiso hated it. He would make fun of me all the time for sitting side saddle. So. In the script, it says coach comes into the room and sits in the middle of the floor, side saddle. So that's why coach, <laughs> for no reason at all, in that scene, sits down in the middle of the floor, oh. side saddle. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Cassie, another question from her. Uh, is there anyone who makes you break? Uh, we talk a lot about you breaking others, but who break, yeah. makes you break most? Kiso for sure. Kiso mm-hmm. when he's in character um, is hard to look at. Um, I mean, you see him the way he stands up, the way he yeah. moves. Yeah. Um, so that scene when we're doing pennies, we're looking at each other's shoulders. Right. Because uh, we can't look at each other. Um, but uh, uh, who makes me? I'm, pr- I'm pretty good at not. To yeah. be honest, yeah. I'm pretty good at not. Yeah. But um, I think when I did pull out Knock Knock Who's There, a big old boner in my underwear, I think I made myself laugh, <laughs> which is not cool. <laughs> which is not cool. But well, that, I mean, that's the best. Like, you can make yourself laugh at your own. Like, that's the, like we watched the uh, the bloopers of the prostate episode, and you and Keith yeah. are sitting beside each other, and it looked like. On several takes, you started laughing before he did, even after yeah. you said a line. Like, yeah, well, we were we were in a loop of silliness there too, you can't get right? Out of it. And then if you really listen, like sometimes I'm not even saying words <laughs> or uh, 
like I'm just yelling. And I think there's one point where I think uh, Jacob's like, can you bring it down a bit? And I, <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a point where I was just like, ah! <laughs> um, yeah, we had a hard time on that day. Oh. Uh, Torrance will kill you. Mm-hmm. You can't look Torrance in the eye. Oh, no. yeah. oh God. I can imagine, especially as Noah Dick, for sure. Oh, that that look he, he that look he gives all the time is yeah that that vacant yeah like, something's happening look yeah yeah it's amazing yeah he's insane I remember <laughs> on Mr D we had to hug uh, and then whisper something into each other's ear and it, I I I just couldn't I just couldn't do it he's he's such a dick <laughs> he's such a dick he he tries to, he tries to get you too so yeah no can't I can't work. Nope. All right. We got 10 minutes with you. I just want to cook with fire here with some uh, more uh, listener questions. Casey from Virginia. uh, No comic has ever made me laugh as hard as you did last year at uh, Red Bank, New Jersey. What advice would you give to someone who wants to start writing comedy or doing stand-up? And thank you for being you from Casey. Oh, man. Thank you, Casey. (laughs) That's a sweet thing to say. Um, I I, I, I wish there was some miracle advice, but I, I would just say get out and do it uh, and be ready to fail. Um, and then just keep doing it as much as you can do it, whether it's good or bad, just keep doing it. That's, that's, that's yeah. really all there is to it. There's yeah. no secret sauce. Repetition, right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Mark. Just get quick, it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Is, quick this, follow another, up is this a knock, knock joke? Picture, yeah. I, it's not, I got a good one for you. <laughs> <Okay>. So, uh, <laughs> I, I bring it. Um, so you you infuse music in your stand up, right? And yeah. And so I'm just wondering, a is that just a hobby for you that you had as a kid, and then you decided to bring that in, or was there actually a musical path for you at some point? Um, so you know what what are the roots there for you? Great question, Victor. Um, the first play I did in high school was Little Shop. I played the dentist, so there was a bit of music there. I did apply to. Sheridan College for musical theater, and I did get accepted, but I did not go. So it was almost a pass. So yes, there is a bit of that there. And and great, how did you kind of how did you decide to kind of weave it into your act? Was that from the very beginning, or at some point you said, "Hey, I want to start bringing guitar on stage and make." Uh, it was after the chipmunk bit. I I I liked how long the joke was, so I wanted to make it even longer because. I I like, as you've seen in Burlington, I like to fuck with the crowd a bit. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, so I was like, how can I make this longer? And I was like, oh, well, why don't you sing a song about their their love? Um, and then so that's how it happened. And then the ukulele only came in because I don't really like ukuleles, but I don't like flying with guitars. So it was, it was more laziness. <laughs> the ukulele. Oh, on the music, have you ever... I mean, I would describe your music bits almost like the blue balls of comedy because you never quite finished the song. And yep. is that, have you ever finished a song? <laughs> That's your next uh, album <laughs> title, Mark. The blue balls of comedy. And your next special should be blue balls of yeah. comedy, I think. Blue balls of comedy. It's great. It's yours. Um, I, uh, I, 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 I like, I like that. I like. I know you. Do. I can yeah. tell. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I like unfinished. I like repetition. I like, uh, you know, they say three times is funny, but you know what? Twelve and thirteen is pretty funny too. 
seven, eight, nine, you might lose them, but <laughs> it's the constant repetition that brings them back, right? Well, it is it's funny you say that. I talk about Letter Kenny a lot. There's some scenes in Letter Kenny where I'm like, it's one of those jokes, and, and not even necessarily ones that you're in, like there are some that you're in as well, but where it starts off hilarious and then it's like you kind of lose the joke for a minute and then you're still going and then you start laughing even harder. Yeah. You're like, I can't believe this is still happening. Yeah. yeah I love it. I love that kind of laugh. Yeah, uh, me too. Jeff from Maine says, tell him the Boston show went better than he thought. New England people just laugh differently. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but uh, uh, does he think he'll be doing some June Toronto shows again this year? Because Jeff is a traveler. He will travel to come and see. You oh, yeah. I think I just bo- I think I just booked the June show. So mm-hmm. those will those usually go on sale um, pretty soon. So I would say yes. Amazing. Nice. Uh, yeah. Joey from Colorado says, can I buy you and Jeff a beer in Boulder in March? Uh, I guess you're coming out there in March. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you don't have to do that. Just come to the show. <laughs> He's already got his tickets. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, curious on his reflections on the end of the coach character. This is from our buddy YYZ Gord. Uh, where would you like to see the character go in the post letter Kenny universe? I mean, the comic in me wants him to be frustrated till he dies. <laughs> the Mark, the human in me, hopes he finds peace. <laughs> but comedically, it's funny if he's furious till his last dying breath. But but could he be magically be transported into the Shorzy universe? Uh, legally, I cannot answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. No, I have I no answers answer. to that. But yeah. I mean, my phone's always on. There you go. Uh, Tobias in Missouri uh, wants to know what your dream role is and uh, how did your roles at Letter Kenny evolve? So you talked about the Letter Kenny. So what would you your dream role be right now? My dream role. That's a tough one. When I was 10, I wanted to be Annie really bad. And I knew that I would know. never happen. Um, so maybe <laughs> a little orphan Annie. Yeah, maybe like a grown-up Annie, who's a man. Um, <laughs> anything's possible. Anything's possible. Um, I don't know. Do, do you know what the thing is? Like, I don't. I've never had goals. I kind of stumble. <laughs> I kind of stumble into things, and I don't think I'd leave my house if I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I don't know. I never thought I'd play a hockey coach. I never thought I'd be in Fargo. I never thought. Um, I do a lot of the things that I've done. So I, I don't know. I, I guess I like operating, not knowing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. All right. Well, we only have a, not f- a great answer. <laughs> I, li- I like it. I like well, it. Yeah. <laughs> we have a few minutes left. Uh, I'd like to take a moment to say it. I mean, are we you went, on some sort of timeline? I, well, we, we gave you guys an hour. If you can have, if you can give us more, we'll take more, but uh, yeah, for, I'll take more. Right. Don't worry about it. Jeez, uh, let, well, let's talk about the tour. Cause uh, like you uh, like we said before, we were at the, the Burlington show. Letter Kenny presents mm-hmm. had a great time. Uh, Jeff, Olivia, uh, and Ali were were amazing, and, and of course you were brilliant. Um, and now you've oh, announced nice. more more dates, so that's that's exciting. Yeah, no, is it? It's um, <laughs> it's uh, it's very exciting. Yeah, it's terrifying, and you know everything can fail. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope people come. It's been my it's been a dream of mine, and um, New Metric and Letter Kenny. People have been very kind and and setting up something that you know it's 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 not an easy sell to go, uh, uh, especially for Americans, right? That don't 
really know about my stand-up because right. I haven't done a lot of it there. So um, I hope they come. I think it's good. It's great. Um, <laughs> it, it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Um, I think it's a really fun show. So, yeah, we're really excited. We're doing like 39 dates. Amazing. Um, wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, 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 uh, trepidatious is that the word um i'm you know i'm fearful i'm always fearful everything's gonna fall apart so mm. I, I, we like I, to I, I we like to better. think cautiously optimistic yeah. there, there you go, go. nice there you go That's well right. i mean from our own like my my own experience it was an absolutely fantastic show oh, yeah. i've been oh, telling nice everybody that. i know especially since i saw the announcement of the extended tour uh i've been like anyone in those areas like i have family out east i'm like go to this show it oh, was thanks. i've i've been fortunate enough to see you a couple times now i saw you in toronto last year i believe it was at one of your shows there mm-hmm. um and then of course the burlington show and, and i gotta hand it to you man like you you bring it i it's a comedy like i've never experienced in person <laughs> and i will absolutely be catching more it was oh, thanks, man. that and more it. my friend so uh everyone out there should go see a mark forward show in my opinion <laughs> Thanks. I we'll appreciate definitely that. be spreading the word. Tanya and I used to go to comedy uh, yuck yucks all the time. It was like a, once a month, we, at least we'd go. Uh, but yeah, the show you put on is beyond stand up, and, and I mean that in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that in, in the best way. I possible. get it. You don't yeah. have to, you know, I get it. Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be an experience mm-hmm. and you're supposed to give into it. Yeah. And, uh, I love watching a crowd, uh, give into it over the hour and, mm-hmm. and, and and remembering oh yeah this uh, this is supposed to be fun this yeah. is supposed to be i'm, I'm is, just waiting fun. just waiting for al to describe it as interpretive dance oh. yeah it's he's oh. getting close I'm, he's not, getting close not quite there but um mark forward wins all the awards i mean we talked about this uh during our q a at, at the burlington show and unfortunately most mm-hmm. of our audience who are americans can't can't see it which sucks yeah. because it's such a great show at the end, yeah. and I asked you about it at the end, but at the end, but here's the thing. Yeah, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. If they DM me, yeah, there you just, go. Just DM me silently, then. <laughs> yeah, no one's listening. Um, they DM me. <laughs> there's a point at the end of the show where you basically take a fall. Oh well, don't be yeah. giving things away. Well, they're not going to see it. <laughs> I think it's ten years old. Is yeah, it five years old. <laughs> and and you just lay there, and the 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 special ends, and people leave, and you don't move. And I asked you at the thing, but because for those who have watched it and are curious, how long did you lay there for? Um, well, the song is five minutes and 37 seconds, and I think it played seven or eight Un- times. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. And I was on top of it. I fall on an easel and I have these glasses on and boxes and you never know how they're going to fall. And And I remember that fall. It looks great mm-hmm. yeah. on on TV, but it, <laughs> yeah. it was quite uncomfortable to lay there. But I think I told you guys in that mm-hmm. thing too, like I did that show 29 times in Edinburgh wow. every night and just fell completely different every night. And, and, uh, so yeah. how, how do folks in Edinburgh react to that compared to the, the polite the Canadians? Same. Who, like, they just the, let you let lie there. No one like checked on you. No one checks on you. Nope. <laughs> No, no. I think though too though. Like if you watch the show, I think, <laughs> I think you have to go. Okay, this is on purpose, right? But then they get into like, okay, now what's he going to do? And yeah. leaving them with nothing is 
uh, what makes me laugh. So <laughs> waiting for the waiting for the encore, right? Like something, yeah. something's coming. And I mean, it, my head would go, well, if this was real, I feel like one of his people would come out. And yeah, check someone on him. would be or, out there, or they just him. don't like him at all, and they're just <laughs> leaving his ass there. <laughs> yeah. If you have, I mean, act- it, go on. It was pretty crazy in Edinburgh because it was like there wasn't a lot of security, and um, I remember one guy got on top of me. Uh, oh man. But most of the time, people were pretty cool. Um, I think that was the only time I kind of moved when he got on top of me. I was like, bud. I think that's all I said was bud. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, every night I would fall down. And um, some nights it was seven, eight runs through the song. If you're of course, in Can- Edinburgh, it was a different song. It was um, Bonnie, uh, Bonnie Tyler's Need a Hero. Okay. But then we couldn't get the rights for that. For the special. What are you thinking while you're laying there? Are you thinking, oh, I hope this goes for another song like this. This is like the best. This this is the best uh, like experiment on human condition uh, like ever on the uh, on the special. I was rooting for as many as could happen on the 18th night in Edinburgh. Not so much. I was like, OK, can we can we wrap this up? But um. Yeah. Uh, also, that was like I was pretty overweight when I did that show, and so by the time I got to fall down, I was exhausted. <laughs> I think I even say, I think I even say in that special, "Have you guys ever wrote a special that you're too fat for?" Like, oh man, I was just exhausted by the end of it. So I was just happy to be down on the ground. You, you definitely, you, you use your whole body when you're <laughs> acting. It's, it's like, oh, <laughs> you, you tire me just watching you. <laughs> so if, if you're in Canada and have access to Crave, check out that special. It's still on Crave. You can, you can check it out. Mark Ford yeah. wins all the awards. I just gave away the end, but the whole thing. And if you're in the States, DM me. And if you're in DM the States, DM Mark. And, and speaking of which, what is the best way to follow you on, on the interwebs? I don't know. Yeah. Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, everything. Mark for with an extra D. Mm-hmm. Okay, There's some guy in uh, I don't know where he is. I took a, I took took the ad for Mark Forward a long time ago. So Mark Forward with an extra D on all platforms. Okay, and other than the upcoming tour, the the extended mm-hmm. tour, what do you have coming up uh, that we can uh, look forward to? Uh, I did a little part in Bria Mac It's a Life, which is on Crave. Okay, uh, which is a great new show. Canadian show that mm-hmm. you should check out. Um, and uh, that's it. I mean, that's two shows. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you got your podcast. I don't have a <laughs> You're more than welcome to join us every week, yeah, Mark. Yeah, if you got nothing else to yeah. do. We've got oh, a spot. Man. Especially do you know how do you know how much I'm gonna sweat when this is over? <laughs> think about oh you did great. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, it was harder to get you on here than it was Kiso, apparently. Like, yeah. Just... <laughs> and we're told yeah. getting Kiso was a, was a big deal, but uh, that's yeah. huge, huge, huge get. Do you have yeah. any final yeah. questions? Mark, it was so fantastic having you uh, oh, be with us. Thank, Thank you. you so much for sharing your time. Um, it, it's just, it's great to watch you, it's great to listen to you. And uh, I look forward to hearing more. Thank you. Victor? That's very kind. Yeah. So first, Mark, thanks. You know, you're the kind of guy that is funny just saying, hey, uh, how are you doing? And it, and it's funny. Uh, it's, that's a skill. Um, and you can't teach that. You just have it. Um, so I have a question for you. Um, yeah. You're walk, walking down the road, not to cross the road, 
mm-hmm. this series. And you get to a fork. You get to a fork. You got to make a decision. Okay. Money's not the problem. You get the same either way. But you have to choose between stand-up and you have to choose between acting. Which which way do you go? Ooh. That's a great question, Victor. Um, I probably would. Uh, I think my heart goes to stand up. I think it does. That makes sense. That makes sense. It does. Uh, I mean, mean, acting has gotten me so much, but I think my heart is just there. I got the impression you're a bit of an introvert, but I mean, once you get on stage, does do you get the energy from the crowd? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once, once I hear giggling, that's, that's it. Like the, the big laughs are great, but it's the, the six or seven people that continue giggling Mm -hmm. that feed me. And the best shows you'll see me do is if there's gigglers, because I'll take, I'll just, I'll be working on stage to try and make them uh, giggle more. Yeah, yeah, for what, sure. You call, and you called that out a number of times in yeah. Burlington. You kept, I did. There was one there was... crowd that you kept saying, the gigglers, I love you. Yeah, yeah. So I'll extend jokes. I'll be improvising more. I'll be trying to find new punchlines on stage whenever I hear giggling. I just love it. I, I have to ask the question, hecklers, yeah. what's your, mm-hmm. your take on them? Like, do you do, do they feed your show? Do they add to it? Or are you just like, stop talking, people? It depends on the weird thing about hecklers is you can have a well-timed heckler that um, isn't impeding the show. Mm-hmm. And then there's just people that are unaware of the situation at all. So they're just sticking a stick. Can you yeah. hear my dog barking? Yeah. Can you, I just, I just ruined the whole podcast with the dog barking. <laughs> yeah. I have to start from the beginning now. Mark. <laughs> start it over. Yeah. I don't know why he's going crazy. Um, so there's, there's, you guys were at the show in Burlington and there was yeah. that woman that kept talking. Yeah, but the talked. weird thing was she kept talking at the right moments mm. so I could play with it. The crowd was on my side so you could work with it. Some people are so, uh, you tell them like I've physically, I've said to people like, I don't like you as a person mm-hmm. and they still don't get it. That's those ones are hard. Mm-hmm. I can take you suck or, or yelling out stuff. Um, it's the it's the ones that just don't even get yeah they're clueless that, to the bit and clueless to the experience yeah this. yeah because yeah, even those, in, those even in burlington fun. you were pretty kind to her at the beginning but by the end of it you were telling her you hated her <laughs> yeah yeah well, well i mean not you you didn't mark forward didn't it? Hate it. <laughs> yeah, not me remember yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not me um <laughs> Which is a wonderful device. Yeah. I so love that. <laughs> um, oh, man. But like, I think an adult, you know, yeah. after 10 times. Right. Yeah. Because um, when, when I started, I was, I was, re- I was like, uh, other comics will tell you for the first eight years, I was like, Larry David, like I hated the crowd and mm-hmm. I hated <laughs> There was a time in Toronto I went up and I'd been watching from the back and this woman kept talking and I got up there and I was like, if you say one word, <laughs> I am not performing. And she said, okay. And then I left. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you got to make your point. Like, yeah. 
We'll talk yeah. about gigglers through the show. Our 16-year-old son came with us that night because, unfortunately, Victor couldn't. So that was his first co- live comedy experience. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah and, right? Yeah, and he was sitting in the front row giggling, and I think you, you called him. You are his new hero. Yeah, you're his new yeah. hero. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. And he, you called oh. on him a few times. You made fun of his <laughs> of his giggles a few times, which you got a kick oh, out of. Yeah. That's great. I'm, yeah. I'm glad, man. Yeah. I'm glad that's something he saw. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And he was singing that song all yeah. all week. He never stopped singing that bear song. It's pretty crazy because it's such a weird name too, Xavier McCutcheon, but everyone remembers it. Yeah. It just gets burned in your brain. Yeah. Matt, time for your final question. Oh, yeah. So first, Mark, I appreciate mm-hmm. the hell of you, man, and the craft that you bring. It's uh I just have so much respect. So keep doing your thing. You're absolutely killing it. Congrats on the tour. Thank I wish you. you absolute best on everything, man. Um, my question I ask everyone that come on the show uh, around Letter Kenny. Um, I think I don't think it's any secret that Letter Kenny's become a bit of a cult phenomenon. Um, it's spreading, coming bigger, going all over the world. The big deals over in Europe and stuff like that. Now, how is it? And answer this any way you want. But to you, what is it meant to be a part of Letter Kenny? Uh... That's a good question. Um, it's meant a lot to me, for sure. Um, to me, it was a it was a day gig. I thought I was there for the day, and uh, I thought, okay, I did I did good, mm-hmm. and I'll <laughs> go home and start looking for work. And then you know, twelve seasons and like a hundred and something live shows. Um, it was it was a part of my life that I didn't know was even going to happen um it was it was weird for me too because i would just pop in right Right. because we shot most of my stuff at the arena so they'd get the arena for two days and all my scenes would be so i would come up say hi to everybody take off um so it i wasn't as entrenched as those guys were sure um but uh huge 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 launching for my career and uh and so many people have found my stand up from being on that show so uh couldn't thank Jacob one for suggesting me and then Jared for uh not killing off coach in the first season and uh I heard that was his plan yeah I thought so I I asked him every year is this the one where he dies? Because he's going to have a heart attack if he keeps this up. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. I can't thank Jared enough for continuing to write that character. And uh, every season, it was just a, so cool to be asked to come back. So, yeah, it was huge. It was huge. You can't put it really into words. Yeah. Um, it'll be sad when it's over. Um, and, uh, you know, but I think the world seems like is going to uh stay alive so anything's possible amazing well nothing, we nothing but love for you man yeah we appreciate Thanks, the time you've given you. we, we took 12 minutes longer uh, uh we appreciate yeah, yeah. that do you, do you imagine if i walk out of here and i like get hit by a bus that i wouldn't have been hit by 
Yeah, <laughs> we would feel bad. You better post something like after this anywhere. Yeah, now you're gonna have to call us and let us know you got there okay. Yeah, like, uh, Mark, the off. bus the bus would have hit you if you left on time. Okay, that's there a better way to look at it, Victor. Okay. I like your optimism. I'm gonna play us off here with one of my favorite tracks from Letter Kenny and one of my favorite bands, Everything You've Done Wrong by Sloan. And that's all we have for this episode. If you'd like to support the podcast, please tell a friend. Also, follow us on most social media outlets at Protosam Pod. Thank you for joining us. Now we're going to kick the trash can around with our new buddy, Mark. On behalf of Mark, Tanya, Matt, Victor, and myself, thank you for listening and have a great week.